0: What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we're talking about Imbolc and Valentine's Day and a bunch of cool things that I don't understand.
1: So, one of the reasons we decided to do this for the new moon is that I get asked by this Hellenic witch every couple of weeks, so what's coming up? What are you guys celebrating? Is it Beltane yet? It's, it's really annoying. So we thought, okay, two things. One, we put it on a podcast. Two, because... She's recording it, she has it forever and ever and ever, and I never have to explain what is happening ever again. So yes, today we're gonna to talk about Imbolc and what the magic of Imbolc.
0: I'm gonna guess right now, Imbolc is, you actually told me this, it's in February? Yes. It's February 1st. Nice. Okay, and it's, uh, there's lights involved. Do we light things on light. fire in In
1: Bulk? Yes, we light things yes. on fire and in Bulk. <laughs> I'm on a roll. <laughs> well, it's actually one of the holidays that Margaret Murray mentioned. If you remember the podcast we did with Margaret Murray, I was there. Yes, there were four <laughs> holidays that she wrote down. And this is Candlemas, it is In Bulk, it is Bridget's Day. Um,
0: so, it's a lot of different things. Okay, so walk me through then what. Do we want to start with what you do on embulk or where it comes from? Okay,
1: where it comes from, I mean, in Gaelic, supposedly, and I say supposedly because I've heard two different things. I've heard that embulk means use milk. I've also heard that it means in the belly, as in pregnant use. So I don't know. I don't know Gaelic, so I'm not sure which of the two it is and watch it be something completely different. Dear listeners, please tell us if you know the actual story. Yes, because I don't know which of the two it stands for, but supposedly it's Gaelic. It's associated with St. Bridget's Day. Um, Now, you're Irish. Technically, yes. Tell me about St. Bridget.
0: Uh, (laughs) So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tell our listeners really quick. I have a, a Celtic knot tattoo that I thought was like a really good idea when I was a young person and I got it. And then my parents did that whole, you know, ancestry DNA test. And I found out that I'm not anywhere near as Irish as I thought I was. So what I know about St. Bridget, she's a saint and her name is Bridget.
1: Okay. Well, before I thought you were going to have a long explanation. Nope. <laughs> and I was going to be able to tell you about, well, before she was a saint. No. Nope. Um, okay. So Bridget is a goddess. <laughs> I just think that's funny. She is, and the saint as well, is like the saint, the goddess of young women, of babies, of poets. Um, Anyway, so the whole idea of St. Bridges Day, or Imbolc in in the days gone past, was that young women, virgins, unmarried women, women they wanted to be married, that kind of thing, um, they would make... A little corn husk doll to symbolize okay. Bridget. I know about the dolls. Oh okay what do you know about the dolls? That they exist. Okay. Didn't know
0: they were for Imbolc.
1: Anyway so the dolls it represents represent Bridget <laughs> and they were like decorated and whatnot and then like young men would come visit and then the next day on Imbolc, so this is like January 31st they would do this, Okay. on the 1st they actually would kind of take the doll on parade. So Imbolc Eve yeah. The boys visit? Yeah, the boys visit. The at girls. night? Well, yeah, it's not like, you know, they come to pay Scandalous. homage to Bridget. I know, a little bit, right? I love it. And then the next day, they kind of go and take... Parade the doll around. The parade the doll around. Okay. So what you're really talking about, and when you're going back to the Celts, you're thinking about the fact that winter's here. Yeah, and right? it's cold up there. And it's cold. And what you want is that you want to make sure, you're hoping that all the humans survive and all your animals survive. And usually around that time... The animals have given birth, so there's a lot of milk, and milk was sacred, sacred food of mm-hmm. the Celts, right? So that's why this all this talk about use milk and all that, because you're hoping for survival. And really, what in bulk is, is, I'm gonna sound crazy because the Hudson Valley just had a crazy cold spell, but it's spring. Womp. <laughs> okay, in bulk is the beginning of spring, okay? Um, it's halfway through the winter the crone is making way for the maiden so it is a celebration of the maiden got it goddess and um that's what it is so you have the coming of spring it's a great time to get rid of things you don't want not just physically so you have people doing spells to get rid of things to make way for new things to come the things you don't need that are you are just not going to use them anymore and again it doesn't have to be physical things it could be a way of thinking it could mm-hmm. be a way of doing things
0: I, i'm going to put that aside and i'm going to make way for a new way so in bulk would be a great time to start Konmariing your house and like giving away possessions that you don't use yes. anymore to sort of make way for a new way of living sure absolutely cool that's i'm going to sell that to my fiance okay in bulk is when we clean the house there you go killing it
1: And because it's spring, or spring is coming, Mm -hmm. you've got the bringing of the light. So yes. Got it. So we light things on fire. So we light things on fire. What people can do if they don't want to light a bunch of candles, and it's actually, it's kind of fun when you start to think about how many lights you have in your home, because you could have the light over the, um, what do you call it, the the stove? Yeah. All these tiny lights that we have scattered throughout our houses. You could... Before your ceremony, light every single light in your house, right? That's something as simple as...
0: That's really cool. That's a very, like, modern witchcraft take on light every candle in your house.
1: Absolutely. Although, I'm not going to lie, I've done that, and I've lit a bunch of candles. You have a fireplace, you light that. You want to go outside, you do a bonfire. But it is about bringing the light, because that is what's coming. And that is what Imbolc is really or traditionally about.
0: So we can call it Imbolc. Yes. We can call it Candlemas. Yes. We can call it, is that St. Bridget's Day and then the yes. day before St.
1: Bridget's Eve? I, I don't, I've never heard it called St. Bridget's Eve. Well, yeah, St. Bridget's Eve. Well, it will be in bulky. It Eve might too. be, but I haven't really, like, I don't really I'm use that I'm making it term. a thing. It might
0: be a thing. I just, I, just because I haven't heard it. very mean, non-Wiccan is making that a thing There too. you go, it's a thing. We're just keeping a list of things I'm making happen. Yes, there you go. Which is Groundhog Day. Yeah. St. Bridget's Eve. Perfect. Conmara your house on Imbolc. So you light things on fire. Is there like a certain you pray to Saint you pray to Bridget the goddess? Probably you not can. Saint you Bridget. don't have to.
1: You know it, it, that depends on the individual witch and the tradition. Okay. So you don't have to pray to the goddess Bridget. You can. Okay, it's like an option. It's an option. Options are there. A little star at the bottom, like if you want to. Any god or goddess that represents well, goddess represents the maiden. Any fire. Gods, fire goddesses, you can invoke during this time and call
0: on. It does not have to be Bridget, but it is her day. If, hypothetically, as a Hellenic, I was going to be forced to go to an Imbolc celebration, maybe uh, like Artemis and Apollo kind of combo there. Yeah, you could do that. Cool, 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 because you're going to make me go.
1: I'm making her go to an Imbolc celebration. I'm I'm mostly excited
0: about it. Yeah, when you hear this, you're going to hear later in the podcast us talking about our time there, but right now I'm sort of quaking in my boots. Why? I have never done... I don't... ah. There's going to be lots of people. It's like a whole big thing. I'm both excited and, you know, frightened. I don't like to try new things.
1: (laughs) I don't know how much attention i'm going to pay to the ceremony because i think for the
0: most part i'll be watching you she will it's gonna be awful i'm gonna feel her eyes on me the whole time mostly just have a good time well right what should i be prepared for like do i just go in there and i just like
1: okay i don't know she's waving her arms i'm waving my arms around what that means be prepared <laughs> is, for. is there anything that fly. i need to
0: because she's you're waving your are, you hands. Sure? are you sure, sure so we're not i don't that's a whole witchcraft thing. We're so supposed to fly. So it's just going to be like a chill experience. It's not like just they go going to somebody else's way. church.
1: Okay. I hate it every time you equate what we do to church. I have only one I, context of that. But it makes me crinky. Okay. So be prepared. Remember, it's a celebration. So it's not as though there's going to be homework or heavy lifting. Good, because I cannot lift things. Okay. Well, what I meant was... <laughs> yes. Come to celebrate. Okay. And so it's a just discussion. fun. Yes. And there'll be a discussion as to why we're there, what we're celebrating. Okay. And then a little bit of ritual, lots of laughs, and
0: food at the end. I love food. That's really... That was the selling point for me on this. She was like, oh, yeah, there's going to be food afterwards. Okay, I guess I'll go. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the thing that's making me rub my hands together in excitement valentine's day so valentine's day is coming obviously by the time you hear this it will be february valentine's day is a big holiday people celebrate it all the time whether you're like a valentine's day person or a galentine's day person you're probably buying discount chocolate on the 15th you see all the hearts all around and one of the things that i feel like i see every year for valentine's day is love spells I'm going to ask you first. How do you feel about love spells? I hate it. Okay. I hate Valentine's Day
1: <laughs> because people, there's always going to be one or two people that ask me for a love spell. And I have to say, I don't do them. I don't do them. I don't believe in them. I think people are fixated on it.
0: I mean, I like Valentine's Day,
1: but I hate This aspect
0: of it. Yeah, the pressure of like, oh, well, I know you're a witch. Do you want to like give me a a love candle and help me find my true love? And it's like, can you do a reading for me? Yeah. I hate doing love readings. There's other things you could focus your energy on. Love will come to you. Stop. That's the thing that I think people get so annoyed about is because people in relationships always say, if you look for it, it's not going to come. But like, if you look for it, it's not going to come. If you keep asking us for love spells, you're not actually putting the effort into what you need to do for yourself to be open to love.
1: And I also think the majority of people who ask for a love spell are not looking to bring love to them. They want a specific person. Yeah. They want you to help bend the will of somebody else so they can be with them. And that's against everything I believe. So a regular love spell, you know... If, if your significant other passed
0: away, if-
1: God forbid. God forbid, but I'm just saying in general, yes. if someone like that, I don't
0: mean you. I know, I, I know. Okay. She's pointing at me, that's why I said it. <laughs> but if somebody
1: passed away and they're looking to allow themselves to trust again and love again because they've gone through something, I would have no problem helping somebody with a spell. Yeah. You know, They went through a terrible divorce and they don't trust and they want to be open that's a spell to work on themselves. Yes. And that I'm okay with and that I would help. But just, I'm in a dry patch and I haven't met somebody and can you help me? No, that's not
0: what I do. That's not why I'm, that's not what a witch is. Two things about love spells really stand out to me. One was we used to have a shop near us that I had not really been into. And the first day that I walked into it, they had like one of those Llewellyn spell books that you can buy. And the page that it's open to is a love spell. Of course. And I remember like texting you and being like, I'm so upset about this. Like people are going to walk into this store who aren't witches, who are just trying to figure out who maybe are seekers or are interested. And that's what they're going to see in that book. Like, I don't want that to be the first thing that you do in witchcraft, because I think that it, it blinds you to the bigger picture. I think that it focuses you on this idea that you can work small, like specific magics whenever, and that they're going to change the world for you. Like, yeah, you you could, but that's not what I see witchcraft as being. I see it as more of a, a larger picture kind of vibe. I can't like make it rain tomorrow. That's not a thing that I can do. So I also don't think that I Have could
1: try to make
0: it rain tomorrow. Sometimes
1: <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. You know, there's a store, um when I grew up in New York City. I didn't grow up in the Lower Hudson Valley. And there's a great store. There were several stores back in the day. But there's one store in particular. I'm not going to mention it right now. But I used to go there all the time. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved up here, it's a lot easier to go down to the city on the weekends. Yeah. The weekends, especially on a Saturday night in this one particular store, is impossible. You need oils. You need incense. You need something. Guess what? Saturday night's not the night to go. Because there's a line. There's a line of young women, and what do they want? They want a love spell. And I cannot imagine what it's like for these witches who work there, who are witches. Just over and over. Over and over again, doing the same thing. Like, I don't even know if these spells are effective, because I would be angry at some point. I think my energy would just be reflecting that. Like, another love spell, it's another Saturday night. You know, who are the suckers that have
0: to work Saturday night? The other problem that I have is I have, of course, been asked by friends and people that I care about, hey, like, will you give me a love spell? And I'm like, you know what? Yes. Get some rose quartz. Do a nice, like, meditative bath. This love spell is about loving yourself. Because if you love yourself, Hmm. you're going to be able to understand your feelings better. You're going to be able to relate to other people better. Like, I want you to love you, and then we'll worry about other people. And when I hand them things like that, they're like, oh, That's thanks. Pointed. Yeah, yeah. I get what you wanted, but this is the witchcraft that you need. And isn't it interesting that
1: no matter if you're in a relationship for 70 years, the longest relationship you're in is with yourself. Yes. So why not do a love spell for you? Yes. To love yourself more, to be the best you you can be. And
0: people are really not interested in that. That's not what they care yeah, no. about. No, they, it's always like, oh, can I have a rose quartz so I can attract love into my life? And I've never resonated with rose quartz in that way. I've never picked up a rose quartz and been like, this is radiating outwards. It's always radiating inwards, towards yourself. I don't even own rose quartz. I have like two or three pieces, but yeah, I don't. It's not something that, it's I'm not a thing drawn that I to. need. I
1: actually will walk into a store, look at it, and be like, mm. I don't know. I'm just like, not for me. Goodbye. Yeah. You know, I don't know.
0: I think it's a great stone when you're starting out, but I do, I find it is more of like a self-focus. Like a, a rose quartz hag stone would be perfect. A little stone with a little hole in it that you could use as like a fetish or like a center or a focus for your spell work, I think would be so valuable, especially like when you're starting out. But I don't think you need to buy like a rose quartz heart And put it under your pillow so that you can dream about, like, your one true love. What I find interesting is the two things people
1: think they need to go to a witch for. They think this is what we do all the time. Love spells and hexing. Yo. It's like they think that our whole lives revolve around, okay, you're going to be with you. And you, I'm going to banish into, you know, God knows where.
0: I don't know. Because for a lot of people, magic is an outward thing witchcraft is about controlling the world around you. I mean, are there witches that are like that? Yeah, totally. I'm sure. Is that any witch I've ever met? No, I've never met and talked to a witch who was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, my favorite thing is enthralling people to my servitude. No, I'm, I'm praying to my gods. I'm lighting shit on fire. I'm, you know, trying to to create energy that is positive around me. I'm not like reaching into other people's minds. I'm doing uh tentacles from my mouth like a like a mind flare, like an Olithid, like Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, that's not how magic works for me anyway.
1: Although I did know a witch who liked to make people trip. Okay, that's dope. I would do that. I mean, I don't know how true it is. But this person swore they could make people trip.
0: My, okay, this is a little bit of a tangent. I love how skeptical witches are of magic. Yes. We're like people yes. who do magic and then you're like, oh yeah, well I was listening to my friend and she totally makes people trip, but like I don't know if she really does. Yes. Right. It's true. I love that. Yeah, I don't know why. But I think that's good because if not, I think we'd all sound crazy. I had this conversation with... Uh, you probably someone before about how I think that people who are skeptical of witchcraft are better at it and so I think people who like look at a love spell and go well this doesn't make sense or I don't really think it works like that because you're looking into why the magic works and understanding the different paradigms and the different uses and the different ideas behind all of this information versus the people who come to me and are like, yo, give me a love spell, give me a love reading. And then I do it and because they don't get the result they want, they're upset, but they don't ever think, well, why didn't I get that result? Nobody, nobody goes, oh, I'm gonna meditate on the fact that I didn't find my true love and, and see what about me prevented the spell or what part of the spell didn't click with what I was doing. If you're critical of your spell work, it means that you're going to get better. And I think
1: that's part of what we were talking about to some degree in the last podcast, of which in time with Margaret Murray, the idea that, yeah, we should go back and look at these texts and look at them critically. Yes, for sure.
0: Because we'll learn from that. One of my favorite things to do, and this is not necessarily just a love spell thing, but any sort of spell work, any magical casting I like to look at the spell paradigms. Why is blue related to calming and serenity? Why do we tie knots? Why is fire so important? So I know that I've posted on Sit and spell Sunday a couple of times about like using smoke to fill space. It's not just about like clearing the air for me, the smoke literally fills up that space so that something else cannot be there. But why do we use pink candles for love spells? Why do we do these things? What is the paradigm? And I think looking at Imbolc is probably a really good way to do that. If Imbolc is about making corn husk dolls and like the boys come over and you put them on parade, well, why then are you not suggesting corn husk dolls for love spells? Oh, I see what you're saying. I didn't know where you were
1: going with this for a second. I'm I, t- I made it
0: connect full circle. Yeah. You know, I've. And part of this is that I don't consume a ton of, like, Wiccan media. I don't own books of spells. That's not what I do. But I don't think I've ever seen somebody be like, oh, well, on Imbolc, make yourself a corn husk doll, put it under your pillow, and you're going to dream about your true love. But that seems like it would be a really powerful version of a love spell versus take a pink candle, tie a knot. You know, those are paradigms that work. But... If you have a holiday that's about that, why wouldn't you leverage it?
1: Well, all I could think of is, one, is corn husk red- readily available everywhere?
0: In the lower Hudson Valley, you can definitely get right corn now, husk. Right now, though? I don't know if you can get it now. Okay, you'd so... Have to save it. Yeah, you'd have to, like, prepare, I guess. I don't know if people are really going to do that. But also... Isn't the whole stereotype of a witch that we just hoard things in jars and stuff? So Is hoard really some a corn husks. No, you I do. Not, that's my life.
1: You did not see me cleaning my herbs out. It was, I felt that it should be, you know, the Wiccan edition of hoarders. Like, you have a problem, lady. My. Action. Nobody
0: needs this much lavender. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but please comment. Wherever you are, from whatever place you're listening, please comment if you'd like us to do a podcast. Which is version of hoarders, because I want to I want that to happen. I want Instagram documentation. I want to see... We do hoard things. Yeah, so hoard some corn husks. Boom. You're already, we're already hoarding stuff. Just add it to your list. It's probably not even the weirdest thing we're hoarding. She's cracking up. It's definitely not the weirdest thing she's hoarding. I use my jars to drink out of. I don't even hoard things in them. I feel like I just told everybody I'm not a real witch. <laughs> because I don't put things in jars. You don't put anything in jars? No. No, but you're actually a different tradition. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I what don't you do... do I
1: really have no idea what you mostly do. I light things on fire. So you're gonna love
0: Imbolc. Yeah, Imbolc sounds great. I'm just nervous about going to a, a ceremony, I guess, that's not mine. Yeah. You're gonna love it. I hope so. Yeah. I I hope that When we sit down after the ceremony to record, it's just like 10 minutes of me gushing. And I hope that you guys get to have this nice little transition from Gemini is so worried to Gemini had no reason to be worried. up which is we're back for you guys we've been gone maybe 30 seconds but for us it's been a couple of days and Scorpio has taken me to a really awesome event up in Sugarloaf New York we went to the light club curiosity shops in bulk ritual myself Gemini Scorpio and Virgo and I have a lot of feelings so let's talk about it okay so let's start with why we went
1: to Light Club Curiosity Shop and not do something here. So if you remember, Gemini is Hellenic. She's not Wiccan. So she doesn't really do a lot of the stuff that the rest of us do. And since part of this podcast is Gemini Tries Wicca Stuff, I thought we could kill two birds with one stone. One, you could be part of a a ceremony. And at the same time, we can start to showcase some of the great shops that we have in the lower Hudson Valley. And the Light Club Curiosity Shop is definitely a store. It's in Sugarloaf, and it's definitely a store that you should check out if you're in New York. It's a great day trip. It's only open on the weekends. All the shops there are all artisans. They make soap. They make jewelry. There are a couple of Wiccan shops. So it's definitely a place people should check out. Maybe not now when it is 20 below, (laughs) but... You know, as bulk has already come and spring is near, yes, it's it's definitely a place to go. So we thought we go to the shop, we can talk about the shop, and Gem and I can try something that's very Wiccan, which is an bulk ceremony.
0: So I'm just going to let, tell me, what did you think? So first of all, I loved the shop. I We walked in and I was like, this is exactly the little suburban witch shop that I like to see. It has a really welcoming vibe. It has a lot of the stuff. That you want. The the chime candles, the incense, the whole shebang. And I think I was made less nervous by having Virgo with us. Virgo is a friend of ours who is sort of like a seeker, I guess we'll call her. She's not any particular religion, but she's very interested in it. And she was obviously a little bit nervous. So for me, I was like, okay, this is fine. I'm fine. Like, I have at least a little bit of background in this, so I don't have to worry. But... I also don't think any, like, we didn't have any reason to worry. It was so welcoming. And there was no point where I walked in and I felt like I was being disrespectful for being there. Or that the expectation was that because I wasn't Wiccan, that I needed to not participate. And when you say disrespectful, you mean to your gods? Yes, but also to the, the ceremony itself. You okay. know, it didn't feel like me coming in as a non-Wiccan was in some way taking away from what they were doing it felt very much like I was going to church with a friend of mine and it was like a really nice church that you know sings fun hymns and it was it was great it was something that I think even if you're not trying to be a part of this religion it's something I would suggest for everybody because it definitely gives you that sort of positive energy of a religious experience even if you're not a part of it but I think even then like I I got to be a part of it. I got to do. And you can't see me, but I'm like kind of excited. Like I'm smiling about this. This was exciting to get to do things that are like so out of my zone. Calling the quarters is not something I do. I typically am not casting circles, and to be in a circle with so many people was was an interesting and new experience for me. So now instead of you asking me, I'm going to ask you, what is in bulk? Oh God, uh, <laughs> in bulk. Is the like midpoint between winter and spring? It's what do they call it? Midwinter. Look at me paying attention. And you sort of light the candles to usher in the spring and the warmth. And Bridget comes around and takes the cold away with her, and you're supposed to leave a scarf. Nice. Which I thought was super cute. It mm. was v- that like that's a very personal touch, I think, to holidays. And sometimes for me, before I was Hellenic, I felt like holidays were really removed Um, I, I feel like I've said this before but I was raised Catholic so I have that sort of as my background and for me I always felt like holidays were just kind of like there was the religious aspect that I didn't really do and then there was the fun like Easter eggs or Christmas presents and this was like a really cool way to have both of those things come together and say well yeah leave a scarf out for Bridget so she stays warm but it's in it's like inherently tied into this religious practice that you're having And that was cool. So as a Wiccan, how did you feel about the
1: ceremony? First thing I want to say is that I think the high priestess is amazing. She's also the only professional rune reader that I know in this area. I, I think that her general aura is just one of calm and peace. And she has such knowledge and I I always love being in her presence. I felt that the ceremony itself was very well organized. You know, it's definitely theirs. It's their coven. I think it's a great ceremony for anybody who or any of their ceremonies. It's a great time. If you're not sure about what Wicca is to go check it out as a Wiccan, it leaves you wanting simply because the ceremony is done by and rightfully so the inner circle, her coven and her students. She has students as well. So if anybody who wants to take classes, I I really can't think of a better teacher than um, to take classes with her on what Wicca is. But as a Wiccan, you're kind of just standing on on the outside. Like, I wouldn't repeat this experience, Mm -hmm. you know. I I have my own practice. I don't need to go and watch. It's always interesting to go to somebody else's church. Yeah. So it's always fun if there's some other place that's doing something and to go and to um, wait till May little Gemini. Um, (laughs) so, you know, it's always fun to be part of somebody else's whatever, but it wouldn't be for me all the time. It was. So for you, it was also somebody else's church. Definitely somebody else's church. I mean, I understood what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't surprised by what was coming next, but it wasn't, it wasn't my church. I was kind of standing back while people were doing things and that's odd for me. You know, and then, uh, you know, I think it's great also that she gives her coven members the opportunity to step up. I think that's the markings of a good teacher, that she allows them to take command. Mm -hmm. But when one of them gets sassy with me, that also does. (laughs) If you had not been with me, and if she hadn't been there, if the high priestess hadn't been there, I probably would have said something. Mm -hmm. You know, at one point, they're talking to us, and one uh, one of the (laughs) people there said... Sweet baby Jesus. And I rolled my eyes. I didn't say anything. I just thought like, oh my God. Like, why are they saying sweet baby Jesus? And and I think this is something that, you know, teaching 101 shows you. You don't call out a student in front of everybody. Yeah. Especially one who's not being disrespectful. I didn't say anything, but I am very expressive. So I couldn't help it. I immediately, like, my eyes got big. I kind of rolled them a little bit. Like, why did she say that? And she said... That's right. I said it. Just get used to it because everything that we have, you know, Christianity took. And I'm thinking they didn't take Jesus. (laughs) We didn't have Jesus. So, you know, again, for somebody who practices and goes and sees people that are incredibly knowledgeable and I respect very much and then seeing what look like newbies. There, it was just like I, I can't, you know. I, you know, and I, I kept my mouth shut mostly because I wanted you and Virgo to have a really good yeah. experience. Because, you know, I don't, I, I understood what the high priestess was doing, letting her coven members do this. But if you're going to have the public come in, you have no idea who's there. Yeah, you have no idea who's Wiccan. I think that the shop is amazing and I love it and I love the people who run it, but yeah that's that's my take you know but i wasn't going to tell you that until we actually spoke today because i wanted you to have i think it was a positive experience
0: for me when i went into the ceremony i very sort of consciously put up not necessarily a wall but i wanted to be invisible i wanted to be participating in the ceremony ceremony but i didn't want to take away from it so i i was very much like I'm not here. I'm not here. I, they did a a candle lighting portion of the ceremony, and as they were picking people from the outer circle, I, I'm invisible. And Virgo is right next to me and gets picked instead. And I think for me that helped, because I think if I hadn't gone in deciding that I was going to be invisible, I might have been in that similar vein. Like, sweet, sweet baby Jesus what? <laughs> Excuse me? But... For me, and I, I think that that's sort of the difference between your being Wiccan and my not being Wiccan, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And that was most of our conversations moving up to this. Was like, I don't, I don't know what this is. The moment I think that was the best part for me is they had us write down the things we wanted to manifest on a piece of paper and we all put them in a big cauldron and lit them on fire. And I said to you guys in the car on the way home, that felt the most like home for me. Like the smell of burning paper is inherent in my practice. Because so much of what I do is really just offerings. Just hymns and, you know, thanks and wishes and whatever. Lighting them on fire and sending that smoke up to the gods. So that moment made it feel comfortable and so no matter what happened I could always go back and sort of smell that smoke and be like okay I can do this and there was this giant mirror on the wall that was like the constellations in like burnished gold brass and the minute I walked into the room I was like okay this is fine I'm fine like I'm gonna be okay (laughs) you could see I could see Gemini right at the bottom and I was like okay this is a safe place I'm cool
1: so how open do you feel you are now to doing other ceremonies or other things?
0: I, I liked it. It was fun. I'm definitely down for the rest of Gemini Does Wicca stuff. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not nervous about it. I just want to be as respectful as pro- possible as we go through this process. So will I do basically whatever you tell me to do? Yes. With the understanding that I'm going to do it as a Hellenic trying to get a greater understanding of Wicca, but not necessarily as somebody who's going to become Wiccan at any point.
1: No, I think it's great that you want to try different things. You know, I, I love learning about different religious practices, and I've loved going into different mosques and listening to people, having people tell me about their practice. Yeah, I have no intention of changing what I believe or who I am, But I think it just gives us a different, a better understanding. A different understanding, a better understanding of who we are as people on this planet. Mm -hmm. And to know that I feel we're really not all that different. We're all kind of doing the same thing. We just call it different things and we do it differently. But it's really the same idea. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting. So I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time. I thought it was fun. It was really cold when we left.
0: (laughs) It was so
1: cold. But they did get us
0: out faster than we expected. Yes. It wasn't like... You know, when you're going to a wedding and they read the whole Bible and you're like, oh, God, why couldn't you just boom, boom? And it was a really, like, beautifully paced, like, nice experience. And then when it was done, we could leave. Yeah. So thank you for that because it was, like, two degrees out. I was really not not looking forward to walking at, like, 10 o'clock at night down the street in two-degree weather.
1: Mel, do you know what the next holiday is it's coming up
0: yeah i'm gonna just tell them the truth which is that we were talking about it before we started recording because otherwise i wouldn't know uh the next one is astara which is march 20th yes boom and it's about flowers and stuff
1: (laughs) okay and this is why she's doing gemini tries wicca stuff because we just had a conversation and now what she remembers is that It's about flowers. So next month, new moon. New moon. Get ready. Gemini's going to try some more Wicca stuff. We'll see what she does.
0: Thanks so much for listening to us. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us.